Hello there. This is James O'Keefe. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Just put a little hundred up if you can hear me. Put a little thumbs up if you can hear me, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the next edition of On the Inside with James O'Keefe. Uh, we have a pretty amazing program for you today because we have just broken a story that I think everyone will like to know about. Just posted to our account just a few minutes ago. We're going to let people fill the room. Um, IRS official breaking. IRS official Alex Mena, who works in the IRS. AI has access. We're going to go through this whole video. Criminal Investigations says IRS has, quote, no problem going after the small people, putting people in prison, destroying people's lives. Mena, quote, doubts the constitutionality of his employer, the IRS, using AI to access everybody's bank accounts nationwide. Mena, this, he works in the Criminal Investigations Unit, recalls IRS agents stating, quote, the first person you shoot, you're going to remember. I think he's referring to IRS people shooting at people. But after that, you're, you're going to shoot all these people, and you're not going to remember any of them. He says the IRS, the IRS agents are, quote, assholes. They are the definition of assholes, all of them. This is an IRS agent on hidden camera. We're going to go through this whole video uh, throughout the program later, but this is the story that just broke. And the video was obtained by a new investigative citizen journalist, part of our what we're calling the American Swiper Program. People get paid to go meet with these corrupt people. Now, when I say the word corrupt, it's slightly unclear. Alex Mena's demeanor here, he almost strikes you as someone who's very sullen, very sad, it's very tragic. It looks like he's on the verge of tears, but this goes back, this goes gets to the existential themes we talk about, which is at what point do good people participating in evil become evil themselves? That's for you to decide. Although based upon the comments, it, it appears 99% of you think that they're evil. That seems to be the consensus. Um, we're going to go ahead and add... Our friend Stephen is a co-host to the show, so we can get started there. Yeah, he wants to be added. So thank you all for joining us. I think we need to have my phone here for that, so we're going to add that. And we're going to get started with this video here from this week, this Monday. Uh, the reason why we wanted to look into this IRS story was because we're on the border in Arizona, and we are experiencing... We're seeing churches, I put churches in quotes, funding illegal immigration. I never even knew this was a thing. I, I was very ignorant to this, but this is something called the Unitarian Church of Tucson. We were in that encampment down on the border, and we found out that the Universalist Church owns the plot of land that Nomas Muertes was situated on, Which and there's a very shady-looking Mexican dude, and we're just going to play this before we get to the IRS story, this kind of precipitated the IRS story. Uh, for those of you who have not seen it, this is a board meeting of this church group. We're going to play this. Okay, this is our volunteer. The board meeting of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson was just leaked to us by a source after our investigative report on Nomas Muertes. The church owns the plot of land. Now these are these are screenshots for those of you joining us on YouTube and Rumble. You can see the video here. The church owns the land in the desert where they do this sort of human trafficking work. 
And there's a line item in the budget for the church of $400,000. Remember, these are tax-deductible entities, charitable entities. And I didn't know this until last week. Did you know that churches, you don't have to file a 990 tax return? I did not know that. Project Veritas did. Citizen Journalism Foundation does. 51C3s do. But churches don't have to file a public tax return. So why is the IRS allowing this? Nomos Muertes is located on and gives... $400,000 in tax. And this is actually a line item budget here. It says NMD. That was given to us by someone in there. Uh, NMD means no more deaths. In Spanish, that's no mas muertes. Deductible charitable money to no mas muertes. A Mexican man within no mas muertes asked our undercover illegal immigrant journalist for $300 to traffic him to Phoenix. A possible violation of the law. Now, what's remarkable about this, this Mexican guy who was inside this no mas muertes, no more deaths compound in the desert, is he actually looked at the, the hidden camera. He said, hey, that's a, that's a, that looks like a, what is that, a Fitbit you wear in there? He was, this guy was more perceptive than the cybersecurity official in the White House. This guy was more perceptive than the IRS official who works in the criminal investigations unit. So was, he looks like he could be cartel affiliated. And he said he was from Sonora. It's remarkable that no one ever notices the hidden cameras, but this guy later did, but offered to traffic our undercover journalist to Phoenix in exchange for $300. Danielle, the fundraising coordinator for the church, talked about not wanting to react to our story. So this is the lady. If you're just joining us here, we're going through this... this um, We've just broken a story on the IRS. I'm, I'm not at home. I'm traveling. I'm always traveling. So I'm doing this from a, from a room here. I won't tell you where. But we got this board meeting. They're very concerned about responding to our journalism. Of course, they did respond in their board meeting. And of course, we've got eyes and ears everywhere, literally everywhere. It's remarkable. You do anything in private, it'll probably be leaked to us at this point. So this is Danielle. I want you to look at her eyes because these are the, you know, my mother used to say people have crazy eyes. You can tell someone by their eyes. Her, first of all, her pupils are completely dilated. So I don't know if she's on something or what's going on. Maybe she's just high on life, excited about our story. But just check out what she says here. Danielle, fundraising coordinator. Universalist Church of Tucson. We can do, can give him fuel for the fire, even just sending him a letter, something that he can put on a video and be like, look, they responded, right? Um, so it, it's definitely something to strongly and seriously consider of like, do we want to even honor his efforts with a response, right? Um, because it's, at the end of the day, it's, none of it is really conscionable. So then she says that none of it is conscionable or true. Um, it's unclear what she means by that. It's con unconscionable or true. Is it conscionable or true? I'm not, so it's kind of a weird little admission there from Danielle, fundraising coordinator inside this church. And any response lends it credibility, right? It makes people think, why did they think that they needed to respond for it? Of course, 
The board, the board member did respond. They actually talked about calling the FBI on us. This is their board member. If you're on spaces, you can't see this, but it's on the breaking video. These are board members of this church. This lady talks about calling the FBI, working with... Now, what's remarkable about that is, how does that work? If they're breaking the law, they're trafficking people, are they going to call the FBI on themselves? I'm not sure. I'm not sure they fully thought that part out there. But we're going to go ahead and listen to what, what this woman said. Of course, the board of the church did respond to the story in this Zoom call. In fact, they talked about possibly filing a cease and desist letter against us as journalists and even talked about contacting the FBI about our investigative reporting. Does this rise to the level of the FBI being contacted? Does this rise to the level of the FBI being contacted? This goes on. They talk about filing a cease and desist letter. And all of this was leaked to us. In fact, there was one moment in this video where you can actually see this woman's name is Eliza. She's the quote leader. You can see her face here of, of the of the uh, encampment. So all of this is what precipitated us trying to take a look at the IRS because you have groups in the desert trafficking, smuggling people, charging people money. I'm not even sure it's legal for a 51c3 to do for-profit services of trafficking people around. Um, and I think, do we have Nick Shirley on? Has Nick Shirley joined yet? Not yet? We need to add OMG as a co-host. Got it. We're going to go ahead and add CoMG as a co-host. Um, there we go. So now we're going to try to get Nick Shirley on the program. Nick was with me in the desert. Uh, and as soon as we're able to get him on, we'll go to him. But the breaking news today... Is this IRS official, as promised, um, this IRS official, we took a look. We met with someone in the criminal investigations unit. I'm going to take you through this video. I want to get to Mark Meckler. I want to get to Kerry Lake. I want to get to some of the YouTube guys who've helped us infiltrate. I want to get to the two, two undercover journalists who made this happen. This, this brave citizen journalist who lives in New York met with... Alex Mena, and also my two colleagues who can talk a little about our program. Let's go through this video. Breaking news, IRS official Alex Mena caught on a hidden camera a few meetings talking about the IRS using artificial intelligence to spy on people's bank accounts. Check this out. So AI has access to like everybody's bank account? Yes. <laughs> they, they see the amount in your bank account, yes. Like, yeah, is it constitutional to do that? I doubt it. He doubts it's constitutional to spy on people's bank accounts. <laughs> and this guy is, I think he's, a, we believe he's Egyptian, so there's a little bit of an accent here, a little hard to hear uh, on spaces, but I'll translate it for you. Really? He says the IRS agents he works with are assholes, all of them are the definition of, quote, assholes. They have no problem like going after the small people, you know, putting people in prison, but destroying people's lives. They have no problem going after the small people, destroying people's lives, putting them in prison. They have no problem doing that. Really? They have no problem doing that. Because we were all nice when we started. 
Now look at us. IRS agents are like robots, all of them. I can't wait. It almost sounds like he's about to cry or he's resigned to what he's doing here in his job. He's a uh, uh, sullen. He's sipping on a glass of red wine. To give this news to all of my friends. <laughs> Please don't tell them my name, says Alex Mena at the IRS about what he's saying. The journalist asks, you would think you would have to have like evidence, right? To, to snoop around and do warrantless searches of the bank accounts. It's a pretty good question. I wonder what he has to say in response. No, you don't need evidence at the IRS. You can just audit whatever, whoever you want. That's actually, it's, it's a pretty decent, right? Yeah. So with this, this artificial intelligence program, in six months, the IRS has been able to capture half a billion, that's with a B, dollars. They have warrants to go into, like, the accounts to find half a billion dollars? Do they have warrants to go snooping on people's accounts and, and, and gather all of this? He just says flat out, no, they don't. We're going to get into the legality of this, what they're doing in a, in, a, in, a, in a minute. We have a lot of documents, Supreme Court decisions. We got analysts standing by. But it is fascinating to listen to the federal government employees talk about what they really think. IRS the The Department of Justice and Inspector General control the use of the AI. They're slow rolling out this AI stuff, and they're supposed to be guardrails, protocols, but the DOJ is involved in that. And into the army. When I went to the, to the criminal investigation unit, the guy tells, telling me, like, well, the first person you shoot, you cannot remember. But after that, you're going to shoot like 100 people, you're not going to remember any of them. First person you shoot, you're going to remember, but after you, IRS guy, shoot 100 people, you're not going to remember any of them. And this is part three of our investigation into the Washington, D.C. swamp. There's a lot of fraud to investigate, a lot to unpack. Um, I'm going to go to the rest of the video, but first, Jordan Conradson, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. How's it going, Jen? <laughs> Hey Jordan, I know you just wrote this up. What's your reaction to this IRS footage? What's what do you think the uh, the headline is, and and your response to what's being exposed? You know exactly what you were talking about earlier. Um, the first thing I thought when I when I kind of read the transcript and saw some of the material that was in this uh, expose, as as I would call it, um, I I thought. What about this Nomas Muertes camp? Why, why are they not being audited by the IRS? Why is it that they're going after normal American citizens who are writing things off on their taxes that maybe the IRS is not okay with and might consider to be you know, fraudulent in their eyes? Why are they going after American citizens without a warrant but not actually investigating organizations that aren't paying taxes like Nomas, Nomas Muertes or the Unitarian Universalist Church? 
Tucson, which are clearly aiding and abetting criminal acts on their 501c3 status. Yeah, it's really unclear. They're, they're, he talks about Jordan auditing the NFL. We'll get to that footage in a moment, but it, it is interesting. They're going, you know, Jordan. Not not that you're an expert on the the financial legality part of this, but what about the warrantless use of AI against everyone's bank account? What's your reaction to that? Yeah, that that's another thing that stood out to me. I mean, we we have something called the Constitution, or at least we used to, and the Fourth Amendment, which is, you know, preventing the government from searching you without a warrant, search unreasonable, search, unlawful search and seizure, and going through your accounts and your information without actually having a warrant. It reminds me of the current fight in Congress to repeal and re- revise the uh, FISA legislation and make sure that intel agencies aren't spying on you. You know, um, I'm not aware that the IRS is an intel agency, but it, it's just not right, clearly. Well, that's what this guy says. He goes on to talk a little bit about AI. Let's listen to, this is the IRS official Alex Mayna talking about um, evidence and the use of AI. Let's listen to this part here. Alex Mena asks us not to tell anybody that he, Alex Mena, is the one telling us this. <laughs> Alex Mena says the IRS doesn't need evidence for an audit. Alex Maynard describes how the IRS has a system that uses artificial intelligence to target potential abusers. So who makes those decisions, though? If you're not doing it, if you're not making that decision to, like, go after a certain company or person, then who is, like, someone above you is making that decision? So actually, right now, we have a system that uses AI. <laughs> It uses AI. This is where he talks about AI, artificial intelligence. The IRS official is talking about potential abusers. Now, that matters because according to our research with the Supreme Court case that has recently come out, uh, this is a case called this is a case called Polselli versus IRS. The recent Supreme Court ruling in Polselli versus IRS allows the IRS to use a third party summons without notice. It applies when aiding in the collection of delinquent taxes, when someone's late for paying their taxes. But what the Supreme Court decision does not seem to suggest, it does not allow for wholesale limitless access to private records prior to assessment. There is also an executive order by the Biden White House. We'll get to all that, but let's hear what he says about this use of AI. AI? <laughs> it uses AI? Yep. To, to, uh, to target like potential uh, potential abusers, not abusers, but potential abusers. Uh, like abusers. How does the a? Wait, I would never, ever, ever have thought that would be possible. Yeah. AI really is out to take over the world, isn't it? Yes. So how does it? How does AI do that? So we we have like all the information from all the companies back in. Uh, in the whole world, actually, not just in the United States. Yeah. 
So the AI looks at all the returns, looks at the, the bank statements. He says AI looks at all of your returns, looks at all your bank statements, looks at all the books. <laughs> yeah, looks at the books. And if, if there is like a potential for fraud, like it knows there is a potential for fraud. So AI has access to like everybody's bank account? Yes, the AI has access to everyone's bank account. If you're listening, if you're just tuning in, you're on the inside with James O'Keefe every Wednesday, 4 o'clock Eastern, we break a new story every Wednesday, each Wednesday. And today's piece is about the Internal Revenue Service. You're listening to Alex Mena, caught on a hidden camera in a New York City restaurant, sipping a glass of red wine and telling you that they snoop into your bank accounts using artificial intelligence. The Supreme Court of the United States does allow that, provided that there is some delinquency on your payments. But he doesn't say that. He says that if you're a, quote, potential, I don't know what that means, potential abuser. Are we, aren't we all potential, potentially, if you're potentially doing something wrong, We'll use artificial intelligence on you. According to Alex Mena, that's unconstitutional. It's pretty remarkable when they at least they so they know that it's wrong. That's interesting to me. When they know it's wrong and they do it anyway, at what point does the individual become evil? That's the question. That I, that's the rhetorical question that maybe cannot be answered. Oh, James O'Keefe, you're just picking on people. This poor guy doesn't know he's being recorded. Really? Well, if he knows what he's doing is wrong, then why is he doing it? That's the question I have. Um, is that just in, is that like nationwide or just here in like New York, New Jersey? Nationwide. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's what we call the company OMG because it, 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 it elicits people to react and to say, oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. But, but actually like most of the cases, uh, could have, we we still controlling the AI for now, but it's yeah. a new uh, system. It's a new system that that corroborates what our research shows that the AI is so brand new. The implementation of AI in the IRS is so new that the Biden White House has drafted an executive order. The Office of Management and Budget, we have learned, have, has has actually drafted something, but hasn't actually finished the final version of this document inside the management of Office of Management and Budget document, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Like most, most of the cases we get is people like snitching on each other. We get cases of people snitching on each other. Well, that's not surprising. That's most of the case. I think that people snitch on each other more and more often these days. It's, it's become a thing. There's, there's very little loyalty in society's institutions, probably because of stuff like this. Nobody trusts anything anymore, including their organizations they work for or their government. By the way, we have Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake, are you there? You're on mute. Carrie, can you hear me? Okay, there we go. Sorry about that, James. Hey, Carrie. So I just played, I'm playing this IRS story, but going back to the, to the thing that prompted this with this Unitarian Universalist Church of Tucson, you ran for governor of Arizona. It seems like things have gotten a lot worse even since you ran for governor. And I've learned that churches, this is their words, not mine, right. are giving money to these other, quote, ministries in the desert that traffic people. Your reaction to that? I will tell you, when you put that out, I, it was the middle of the night. I happened to, you know, like many Americans, I was awake. It was three or four in the morning, and I'm worrying about our country. And, and I came across that on my Twitter feed and watched it in horror. 
because this is happening right here in our state. It shows that we have an we have a super highway of human trafficking that is set up and and ready to go to clear literally hundreds of thousands of people pouring into our country. And it's all set up under the guise of of nonprofits and doing good, do-gooders, but but really they're doing harm. They're harming the people they're trafficking, they're harming America. And so when I saw that you were doing this piece on the IRS, you wonder how these people have this IRS, uh, you know, basically a clearance, if you if you will, to not have to pay taxes when they're actually taking part in one of the biggest and most lucrative businesses out there, and frankly, illegal businesses, human trafficking. We have 87, 84,000 armed IRS agents who are coming after you and me because we're using Venmo to pay for things when they should be investigating this, which is a, a huge corrupt nest of the most despicable actions that you could imagine, which are tearing down our country, hurting people, and uh, and frankly, um, are, are an existential threat to our country. So thank you for your reporting. Honestly, James, I don't know how you ever get a date because honestly, uh, you know, you if you show up for a date, you know, there's a good chance that the person that you're, you're talking to is actually involved in something. But I, I thank you and I pray for your safety because your work hey, is Hey, if you have another, if you have another moment, um, did you know that churches don't have to file a public tax return? I did not know that until this, this church, Unitarian Church. Well, I do know that. And I frankly do want to keep churches. Um, I, I don't think churches should have to pay taxes. Frankly, I, I wish we didn't have to pay taxes because you see what our tax money right. is going to, James. And it's going to uh, hundreds, of, hundreds of billions of dollars overseas to kill people. And very little of it is going to help Americans and um, and do what it's supposed to do, which is help our defense here, so that we are a safe country. So, so, so this Tucson Universalist Church is giving their money to these these this human trafficking business. A lot of carry a lot of the things I get from people in Arizona. People in Arizona are pissed off, and they want something to be done. Like, what what could be done? About is this a federal issue or? Well, I think the, the federal government could do an investigation, but let's face it, none of us are holding our breath for that to happen. We know who's in charge of the federal government—the corrupt Biden administration. The state AG could do something about it, but the state AG isn't even duly elected here in Arizona. So we are in a post-justice world. I don't know how we get justice for the wrongs that are being done, and that's why it's so important to have people like you and other journalists out there who are at least bringing it to light to wake up the American people as to how bad things are. And it's going to require us voting in November like our lives and very survival you know, depends on it. Because if we do not vote in November and get Biden out and, in my opinion, Trump in, we're doomed as a country. And I'm not this is not hyperbole. This is just reality, James. And I don't know how we get out of this mess except to wake people up, speak about the reporting, share your reporting, and then vote and get involved in the next nine months to save our country. And that means every single waking hour you have, get involved, whether it be supporting a candidate, knocking doors, or just speaking out and, and sharing stories like the one you are working on here in Arizona to show how bad this human trafficking is. It is a human trafficking, sex trafficking operation like we've never seen in, in, in our, frankly, in, in the history of the world. And you mentioned Casas Alitas Carriers. Is there some update with, with that group that you saw? Well, I texted you, James, when I saw, you know, I, I'd seen your reporting. And then I noticed that Kirsten Cinema 
you know, she's the one who I'm running to, to replace her because she's nothing more than just a radical. She's posting about how amazing Casas Alitas is. And if you watch your reporting, you realize that they are just one of a number of nonprofits and, and C3s involved in this super highway of human smuggling. And it's, it's got to stop. And, and they're under the guise of doing good. But what they're really doing is harm to our country, the sovereignty we have here, and the future, our children's future. Thank you, Kara, for your reaction. I will sure be to be talking to you soon because I'm headed back to Arizona and I won't say where or when, but every time I go there, it's like this crazy Shakespearean saga all caught on well, tape. So stay we're tuned. the epicenter of a lot of corruption, whether it be election corruption, smuggling, cartel corruption, and we frankly need to clean up our state. The people here deserve better. The people of this country deserve better. And we don't want to be known as the human smuggling, child trafficking, drug trafficking um, you know, super highway to this country. We don't want that to be our reputation. Well, they also tried, they said they're going to contact the FBI. This is the Nomas Muertes on me. And the sheriffs of Pima County are probably, some of them are not bad people, but they're just doing their jobs. So well, and thank you, Carrie, for one, your time. One more thing thank really you. quickly. You know, I was so worried watching that piece you did where your informant was really being, it sounded like held against his will or, or very much afraid for yeah. his life. That should be investigated by lawmakers, or, I'm sorry, uh, by uh, the sheriff's department or the police department, and hopefully you've handed that information over so we can get a real investigation to what's happening out there. Well, well, from your words to, to, to the attorney general's ears, um, I, 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 we'll, we'll have to go back and keep exposure and sunlight is what matters, everyone. Thank you, Carrie. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, going, going back to Nick Shirley. Nick, are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Hey, so Nick, we put out that board meeting of the Universalist Church. You were, Nick, you were actually there at Nomas Muertes on the property in the desert. And okay, uh, this is our volunteer. Now, now this board meeting has been released in this IRS story, which we'll get back to in a moment. Um, Nick, what are your thoughts on that reaction from the board at the church with Nomas Muertes? It's just weird. What, what they're doing is just doesn't make sense and I can't believe you got that leaked footage and what they're talking about and saying and the people there they don't look like they're there for the right reasons and they obviously kind of look like they all look like hippies for some reason right James yeah they all look like they're on a central casting of like Berkshire like like Hampshire College or like NYU and it was really strange to see the armed Mexican guy from Sonoma asking for cash money. I don't know if these guys are useful idiots or what, what exactly their role is. They, they just believe maybe they don't believe in borders or they have some very strange political philosophy. I, I don't know, but um, where, where do you think, where, where, what's next for us? Cause you and I might go back to Arizona and go bust some more encampments. What do you think needs to be exposed next, Nick? I think, I think we need to figure out what these, what these, uh, cartel members are doing inside these encampments and how they get there and figure out how much money they're making and maybe set them up for where we get, where we bring in, where we bring in the police and then, uh, and then the cartel members get caught right there on the spot. You know, a lot, a lot of the comments, Nick, are worried about you're in my life. In fact, I would say it's about a third of the comments on this, those videos. Like what, what, what are you guys doing going after them? Are you, you're going to get killed. Um, I've gotten thousands of those. What, what are you, and by the way, you're doing, for those of you who don't know Nick, he's a YouTuber who is physically there with me dressed in, in a construction costume 
That's what Nick does. He wears reflecting vests and he runs into places. It's remarkable that nobody questions you when you're wearing a reflecting vest. But but my one response, Nick, is you, you should like roll in the dirt or something because your reflecting vests are way too clean. It looks like we just walked out of Home Depot. But anyway, anyways, um, your response to people who say that you and I should fear for our life with these cartel guys, your thoughts? Yeah, it is scary. It is definitely very scary with messing with cartel, especially when they're so ruthless. They literally will kill people and put them in bags. Like it's, it's very scary, and it's scary that they're here in the United States as well. And so, um, I don't really plan. I don't really. It doesn't excite me too much to push too many cartel members' buttons. But um, I think it'd be. I think that they know. I don't think they're really too scared of anything that's going on here in the United States because they're obviously just making millions upon millions of dollars with the Biden administration and and so I think they all honestly think it's almost like jokes and they're just getting money and so it's very interesting and people people say that you're naive or that you think you're invincible uh, that's many of the comments that I've heard your reaction to that because you're you're a person who, who works with uh, you're kind of a missionary you've done this on the border I, I just want your thoughts on that. Those are difficult questions for me to answer. Wanted your thoughts. I wouldn't say naive by any means, but just willing to take the risk and know what happens if if it does go bad. So you have your ways of getting out of things if you have to think if you do get caught up in a situation, and then not pushing a not pushing the limit too far where you could eventually get in trouble. Um, so going up to a certain point, but not crossing a certain threshold, perhaps. Yeah, as soon as a if any, if there's ever a gun or anything that pull that gets uh, pulling on me at that point, it, that that would really scare me. I was in a Honduras about five days ago, and we went to some cartel trails, and that was extremely scary. But um, <laughs> so knowing your limits is definitely important with this stuff. How did that rank with what you did in the desert with me and the team in Nomas Muertes? Were you scared? In Honduras, I was pretty scared because I was in the middle of some desert, in the middle of Honduras, and I had no protection whatsoever. So that, that was pretty scary. That sounds terrifying, but maybe we should all go back there together. I feel like, I feel like you, know, you know, they have to be Courtney, careful retaliating against journalists. But thank you, Nick, for your reaction. We're going to go back to the IRS story. We're trying to get Mark Meckler on, um, at Mark Meckler. He says he, we have some technical issues. He's trying to join as a speaker. Nothing happens. We'll try to get him on there. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to go back to this IRS story. If you're just joining us now, breaking news, IRS official on tape talking about the AI having access to everyone's bank account. We did this story for a number of reasons. The first reason is we have citizen journalists everywhere going on dating apps, meeting with corrupt people inside the federal government and recording them. And the latest citizen journalist has never done this before, but she managed to successfully get this guy talking about using AI to access everyone's bank account. So AI has access to like everybody's bank account? Yeah. But is that just in, is that like nationwide or just here in like New York, New Jersey? No, nationwide. Oh my gosh. Oh but, my gosh. But actually like most of the cases, uh, we, we're still controlling the AI for now. Yeah. A new uh, system. 
like most most of the cases we get yeah in the most of the cases we get is people snitching on each other. Wait, what do you mean people snitching on each other? Like we, we get an anonymous tip about like a huge corporation that like overvalued their assets by like ten billion dollars. But is the AI also do their own investigation of people's emails or phone numbers or phone lines? No. But they but they just dip into your bank account. They, they see the amount in your bank account, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. A little invasive. Well, he thinks it's crazy. He thinks it's invasive. He's about to say he thinks it's unconstitutional. It isn't it? And a lot of people like, are not happy with it. No. I, when did that begin? Has it always been this way? Or? Alex Mena describes how invasive the artificial intelligence warrantless searching is. That's actually, it's, it's a pretty basic, right? Yeah. Alex Mena, who works in... Uh, Mark Mackler, are you there? Mark, can you hear me? Alright. He's unmuted, but I don't know if he can hear me. Mark runs convention... I am here! Some Oh, there you are. Okay, so, hey, Mark. Can you hear me? That you, uh, yeah, I hear you. Like Mark Cuban. Oh, hey, Mark. Hi, Mark. You're live on the inside with you. I do hear you. Uh, what's your reaction to this footage, Mark? Hey, Mark, can you hear me? For some reason, we're having a technical issue there. Um We'll try to get back tomorrow. Yeah, I would say I'm not surprised. This has been going on for a very long time. My experience with the IRS goes back almost 14 years. Criminal investigation. Go ahead. Hey, Mark, go ahead. I think there's a delay on your end, but we can hear you. There's a pretty bad delay there, but Mark, if you want to go ahead and we can hear you, just uh, keep talking. Was a ten-second delay. For whatever so reason, my experience goes back almost fifteen years with the IRS, back to the Tea Party days. Uh, and right, my experience back then was that they were vicious back then. They were people who didn't care about people back then. Uh, and they went after everybody in the Tea Party movement. We ultimately had to sue them and got a $3.7 million settlement. Uh, and, and Mark, specifically in this video, and we apologize, there's a 10-second delay. I have no idea what that's because of. I would hate to think it's because of some type of conspiratorial reason, but um, that's wild that there's a 10-second delay here with Mark Beckler, head of Convention of States. But this is this guy's saying they're using artificial intelligence to snoop on. Um, I guess it would be prospective abusers or potential. Use the word potential abusers, and the Supreme Court has upheld the authority of the IRS to to go into people's bank accounts. But those are for people who are delinquent. Not that you or I are an expert on tax law. But what's your reaction to this use of artificial intelligence from the IRS to look at people's accounts?
Yeah, for me, it's not so much the specific use of artificial intelligence. It's the idea that there's no probable cause. In other words, they're looking into people's accounts. They're gathering bank account information from people they have no probable cause to believe that I've done anything. Thank you, Mark, for your action. Unfortunately, there's a 15-second delay, so we're going to have to come back to you hopefully later if you have time. But I appreciate your, your responses. We're going to go back to the video here of the IRS official. Let's listen to him talking about the AI and its unconstitutional use. For the IRS. Says AI is working well and has captured half a billion dollars in six months. It's working really well. Alex Minute talks about how they just in installed this program at six months old. <laughs> what does that mean? Like in, in six months, they were able to capture half a billion dollars. So half a million dollars. Half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. Oh my god. In six months. Half a billion dollars in six months they have been able to get due to these artificial intelligence programs. It's great, right? Do they have warrants to go into like the accounts to, to find the half a billion dollars? No, they don't have warrants. Um, now we get into this, the, there has been some discussion about the IRS using artificial intelligence to catch tax evaders. Um, you know, there's the Biden White House issued an executive order on the use of artificial intelligence that includes some limits on federal use of AI. The Office of Management and Budget issued a draft memorandum detailing how government agencies should comply, but we have not been able to find a final version of that, actually. Uh, they're not in effect yet. So he says that the Department of Justice is controlling this. We're not sure how that works. They're slow rolling it out. Um, so there's a lot of unanswered questions with all these videos. And I do want to get to the Citizen Journalism Swiper program. Uh, we have, do we have the Citizen Journalist on? Is she on? Hey, Citizen Journalist at Carly. Hey there. Are you there? Hey, hey, there you are. So for those of you just joining us, you are on the inside with James O'Keefe. You're listening to this breaking story within the IRS and the individual who caught the guy is... Unmuted. Go ahead. Tell us about the story that you were able to obtain. Well, um, it was kind of easy, actually. He sang like a canary on the first date and um, was pretty eager to tell me how they're the IRS and how he is participating in violating the U.S. Constitution and how it doesn't matter because it's the federal government and they can do whatever they want, according to Alex. <laughs> so... I just kept asking him questions, and he was eager to tell me all about it. What compelled you to do this? I feel like the American public needs to know about the corruption that's going on. Whether it's right, left, center, doesn't matter. It needs to be exposed. We need to know before the next election so we can make educated decisions about who we're going to vote for and how we can make changes in this country. Because Our, the way we're going in this direction is not good. What... Um, did you feel bad? Did you feel guilty about what you did? No. Recording people um, without their knowledge? First of all, it's legal to record people without their knowledge in the state of New York. 
Second, I don't feel bad exposing someone for the corruption that they're doing. This wasn't a good person or a kind person or someone who values American values or our constitution. He's not working for the good of the country. So no, I don't feel bad about exposing. I mean, he thought, he sort of, I mean, do you think he's participating? I mean, is he, is he blowing the whistle on the evil? Is he endorsing the evil? It doesn't seem like he's endorsing the evil. Well, on the, so, on the uh, third date, he, yeah. he went from on the first date, he was la he wasn't laughing about it. He was acting like he was one of the good guys who didn't like taking down people and destroying average, average Americans lives. But then by the third date, he's laughing about it. And why, why that change? Why was why did that happen that way? Um, I think probably because I was I wasn't I was acting, you know, interested in what the IRS was doing and acting like he was interesting. And he felt more the more important he felt, the more shame he dropped for his for his um, role in the IRS. And I think his true colors were shining by the third date. If that makes sense. He was trying to impress me on the first date with acting like he was noble. Like, oh, I'm working for this horrible agency and this is what they're doing. And I'm not one of the bad people. But by the third date, even the second date, he's laughing. He's laughing about it. Well, I'd like you to stay on with us. I'm going to go through the rest of this video. And then we'll go to another colleague of mine uh, and talk a little bit about more about this video and reactions to it. And the Swiper program. And the swiper program. So people want to do this. We're actually paying people to do this. Five thousand dollars if the video gets a million views. What, what are we at in terms of view count on the video currently? Let's see, video has already got almost three hundred thousand views, uh, six thousand reposts. It's going viral. I would love to get a reaction from the head of the IRS. Let's play the rest of this video, and I'll get some more of your reaction. Here, there was an article describing how the IRS was deploying AI to target rich partnerships and tracking of digital assets. The Supreme Court has upheld in Pulselli versus IRS the authority of the IRS to review bank records, in particular, examine the bank records of people with late payments without notice, and even their family members. This power is triggered under IRS Section 7602, which a lot of tactical stuff here, but we're just trying to figure out how does the IRS have the authority? They, they appear to have a, a lot of authority. Um, you know, they're fairly freewheeling authority to review the bank records of citizens, look at bank records of late payments without notice. Provides the authority to interview the taxpayer, the principal officers, third parties, and lower level employees. There's also the Bank Secrecy Act, which examines transactions to detect money laundering and tax evasion. The Biden White House issued an executive order, which included some federal limits on the use of artificial intelligence. So they do have a Biden executive order that is final. It's unclear how they're implementing rolling this out. Speaking of the Biden White House, Alex Maida points out that it's AI whether we want it or not. And after all, it's a, quote, federal agency under the president.
Wow. The AI, whether we want it or not. The Office of Management and Budget. So it gets into some more technical stuff here, but I want to play the rest of this recording talking about the Department of Justice. The IRS does not control the AI. The journalist asks, well, then who does control the use of AI? DOJ and Inspector General control the use of AI. Alex Maina says when it comes to accountability, well, that's non-existent. After all, it's just impossible to lose your job in the government. It's almost impossible to lose your job in the government. Really? <laughs> What would you have to do to lose your job in the government? I mean, I heard about the guy who showed up drunk to work and punched another person. They jumped him. He says, I heard about a guy who showed up to work drunk and punched another person and was not even fired. They just sent that person to therapy. Um, citizen journalist, your reaction to that? You got this on tape. You were sitting there. What was going through your mind? She's still there, loser. Well, we'll come back to her. I think you might be on mute, Carly. Oh, I am. I'm here. Where they are. James Keenan. You're sitting there. This guy's saying you can't lose your job in the federal government. Your reaction? What was going through your mind as you were sitting there? I was in shock through the whole the whole thing. How forthcoming he was about this. Um, I already had previous experience before that led me to believe it was actually hard for you to lose your job once you work for the federal government. And um, when he states that you have, like the first year you're on kind of like a probationary period where you can get fired, but after that he, he tells me that, you know, a guy showed up drunk to the IRS office and punched a guy out in the office and doesn't get fired. They just sent him to rehab and paid him to go to rehab. I'm like... There's, I even tell him there's no other job that you could get away with everything you're getting away, they're getting away with working for the federal government. And it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> These people run our country. And, and he goes into this whole thing about the National Football League, people commenting. And if you're listening to this live stream, you can go on Spaces and comment. Uh, what's that called where they comment in the, uh, the chat, the chat feature? I want Um, let's see if we can find, there we go. Last week, the IRS decided to go after the owners of the NFL teams. Let's listen to this. Oh, one. League. So last week, when I decided to go after the, the owners of the NFL teams. What? Yeah. You went after the owners of the NFL teams? Last week, Alex Maynard says they went after all of the owners of the National Football League. That's going to be fun. It's unclear why it's fun. Why did they go after the owners of the NFL teams, though? Because they are like billionaires. And like they pay like little taxes. But are they using legal loopholes to do that? Or are they. That's what we're going to find out. If it's legal or not legal. How many NFL? All the teams. All the teams. Everyone. Everyone. 
Hundred million dollars if they make a mistake. This goes back to what Mark Meckler was saying, which is, you know, you got people in the desert encamped getting money to traffic people, no investigations. Churches give them money, no problem. But I think it's really about I think what Alex is saying here, Carly, if you're still there, is he's suggesting that if you have a lot of money, we're just gonna go after you to find a find a crime. That's what he seems to be saying about this NFL thing. Alex Mena, who works for the IRS in the Criminal Investigations Unit, is distraught that he's destroying people's lives. I thought this is one of the most powerful moments, Carly, in your investigative report. This is when he talks about when he went to work in the Criminal Investigations Unit, the guy is telling us that you know, you're not going to remember all the bad stuff you do if you do a lot of it. We're going to play this clip. I'll get your reaction. Went to the, to the criminal investigation unit. The guy tells, telling me, like, well, the first person you shoot, you're going to remember. But after that, you're going to shoot like 100 people. You're not going to remember any of them. Like he went into the army. No, no, most of the people in the criminal investigation unit. Hard to hear him. He has an Egyptian accent. Most of the people in the criminal investigations unit are veterans. So, are you, are you? so first of all, and then I'm about to get to this confrontation with this man, which is beyond anything you've ever seen. I'm not going to release all of it today. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Carly, that was very interesting, that clip where he says, the guy telling me the first person you're going to shoot, you're going to remember. It almost seemed like he was sad when he said that. But how did you hear it when you were sitting there? I think he was amused by it. He he made it clear to me that he didn't really want to shoot anybody. But he was amused by his coworkers saying that they don't remember anyone past the first person they shoot. That they lose their empathy completely. So is this guy a bad guy, or is he just a good guy, part of a bad organization? He's a cog in a machine. What do you think? I think he's bad. I don't think you can be part of a bad organization, um, you know, being a, a facilitating the bad things within that company and be a good person. Well, that's a very existential question with profound philosophical themes because we saw a lot of sheriffs in Arizona threatening to arrest me, but they were just following orders. And uh, a lot of police officers are very conservative people. Most of them, I would say 80, 90 percent are even Trump supporters, but they're doing the bidding of human traffickers. So at what point does this, I mean, I guess is the IRS a bad organization? That's not for me to decide. But uh, he, yeah. he thinks it's unconstitutional. He says this AI stuff is unconstitutional. So AI has access to, like, everybody's bank account? What? They, they see the amount in your bank account, yes. I can't. Is it constitutional to do that? I doubt it. I doubt it, he says. Unconstitutional. Any parting thoughts? I guess, I guess um, Carly, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I mean... So you did this story 
as part of the American Swiper program, a lot of people message me and say, James, how can I help? How can I help? A thousand people all day long, every day mm-hmm. want to help me. And the problem with that is, is I can't really manage a thousand people a day. Um, so it's almost like people need to help themselves and take the initiative. And, and you're, you're, one, you're someone who actually did this. For those of you just joining us um, live on Spaces, live on Rumble, live on YouTube, live on X, and on Spotify, and on iTunes, where this will be placed, they want to do what you just did. They're like, well, I want to go expose the bad guys. What is your message to, like, what, what can they do? Because you did it. You're someone who actually did the thing. They just need to ha- go ahead. They need to have some courage. They need to get equipment, and they need to go out and do it. They need to test it out and go practice a few times. Practice with an alias. Practice with a cover story. Practice communication skills on how to draw information out of people and then go do it for real. What was the hardest part for you in doing this? Oh, um, I don't, I don't, I didn't find it to be hard for me to do this. I enjoyed it immensely. (laughs) Well, Um, I think a lot of people, I think they want to go, they want the fruits of it. They want to get the story or they want to feel like they're making a difference. But I have found Carly, that in my career, 99 out of 100 people, they, they like the idea of the thing, but they don't necessarily want to do it. That's well, my colleague takes- is nodding her head in, in, in vehement agreement because that, that's the reality. For those listening, I would even say it's 999 out of 1,000. They love the idea. Oh, I want to go catch the bad guys. We had one girl who's an American citizen. She's a white, young female, said, I want to go to the Darien Gap and infiltrate the cartel. And I'm like, you, you can't, you, you can't be serious. And she says, no, no, dead serious. So there's just a lot of eagerness, but, but this is not cartel. This is the IRS. This is, well, maybe it is cartel. I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what you've done it. And that's remarkable. You're, you're, I think the second or third person at OMG to go, you know, do this sort of journalism. You said that it's the equipment. You said it's testing. Say again, what are some of the for you? It's courage. I mean, and it's also patience. You have to take time to learn how to do this properly. Um, you can't, you aren't, most people are not going to walk into a, a you know, a assumed first date and, and be able to get this kind of information out of someone on a first date, but it takes time. And I think that maybe what hinders some people when they realize how much time and effort it, it can take, it, it does take effort, but it also takes courage. You have to go in and you have to be you just have to be brave. And where do you get that courage from you yourself? Where does that come from for you? For me, caring about my country immensely, caring about our freedom, caring about our constitution and and my faith also. I don't fear I don't fear the backlash of this. I don't fear other people. I do not fear what this might do to my reputation, I, I don't care. I care more about our country, more about doing the right thing, and more about truth. And if you care more about truth than you do about your safety or your reputation, you will find courage. That's really beautifully said. Where, where did that come from in you? Was that God? Was that your upbringing? Was that something you read? Was that... How, how, I was from an, an awful upbringing, actually. I didn't have a good upbringing, so I I found courage through that, and I had to overcome obstacles in my life, things one thing after another, um, 
And if you take, if you take legitimate traumas and legitimate challenges that happen to you and you learn from those and you build your character in those moments, instead of becoming a victim and, and sinking to the bottom, right? If you rise above it and you learn and you move forward and you create good out of bad things, then, then you find courage in that. And then you find strength and you get to know who you are as a person. And I frankly have really liked who I've become. Well, that's really wonderful. And I think that's a lesson for everyone that you, you took trauma that was, I mean, we all experience pain and trauma in different regards and you've taken really negative things and you've turned it into a positive and that's really really a, a good message for everyone. Care more about your country and more about the truth than regard for your own safety or reputation. I could not have said it any better. Um, and if you want to stay around, we might come back to you. Thank you so okay. much for your courage I'll hang um, out. and what you have done. Imagine, ladies and gentlemen, if a thousand people did what Carly has just done. Imagine a world where there were hundreds of videotapes of federal government officials, unbeknownst to them, spilling the beans in vino veritas. That means in wine there is truth. Oh, James, you get them drunk. No, we don't get them drunk. I think he had like a glass of wine, maybe half a glass of wine. The White House cybersecurity official, half a glass of wine. Um, so stay with us. Um, and then we're going to go to my colleague, Braden, who is helping us with the Swiper program. And then we're going to go back to Mark Meckler. Hopefully there's no 15-second delay. I want to talk to Mark Meckler just more a little about the legality of this. I find this fascinating. I'm kind of a, a wonk when it comes to the Supreme Court, the constitutionality of these sorts of Fourth Amendment issues. And I'm fascinated by that. But before we get to Mark, um, Braden, just give a little promo. Tell the world about this program at OMG O'Keefe Media Group, which Carly did, which our other colleague did. Um, Talk to us about how people can do this. Thanks, James. Yeah. So uh, the American Swiper program itself, um, when you look at it, it gives you empowerment. It gives you empowerment. What do I mean by that? It gives you the power and ability to expose all the evil in our country and seek truth. So what I would say to most of our citizen journalists that are part of our team is, are you sick of tech companies censoring you? Good. Sign up with us. Are you sick of the White House? Good. Sign up with us. You can do something about that. That's the overarching thing about that. But what is the action tool that you can take right now to help expose and seek truth? Well, that's simple. Uh, you can set up a dating profile right now uh, using an alias, using pictures of yourself that are unpublished, and then contact us. Sign up on the website. You can see it over James' shoulder, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com slash Swiper. So they can go to they all they go to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com slash Swiper. Yes, sir. If they want to go expose bad guys doing bad things or good guys doing bad things, or I don't even know. We're going to get into all that philosophy stuff in 30 minutes. They just have to go to the website. And what do they do? This is what you're going to do to impress us, to set us up. You're going to be a soldier. We're giving you the resources. You're the initiative. We give you the resources. You set up a dating profile, you set up an alias, you use public, unpublished photos, and you get into that, email us, and I'll tell you the email, we'll post it as well. So they set up a, a profile on one of these websites, like what are the different uh, profiles, what are the different apps? Out so there? three apps that we use that have been very effective, and also I will say this, 
James has done this himself. So the three apps we use is Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. James has done this himself with the White House. Because people say, oh, I can't do this because this is the worst excuse. I'm recognizable in my community. Well, if James O'Keefe can meet with a cybersecurity official in the White House, what's your excuse? Yes. You know what the truth is? You don't have one. You don't have an excuse. Well, I have a family. Good for you. I hope your children aren't in World War III or World War IV. I'm not sure there is going to be a country if you do nothing. So, Braden, we're talking about going to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com slash Swiper and signing up yes. and, and to kind of get to the top of the heap because we've got thousands of people who sign up. They need to do what again? Set up a dating profile. Set, set up, up a profile. Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Then what? And then email us at AmericanSwiper. Uh, at O'KeefeBDGroup.com. So again. I do is set up a profile. That's it. Set up a profile. With pictures that are any, any advice. Unpublished. Unpublished photos. Unpublished. Yes. What do I mean by that? Photos that you've never posted on social media. Okay. Also recommended photos of you in sunglasses and a hat. Hiking, gym, whatever maybe Sailing. Like a um, little bit of a disguise. A little bit of a, a disguise. Just a disguise. Okay, good. Well, those are all they got to do. Two steps. Two steps. Okay, guys. So there you have it. American Swiper Program. Now, wait, what's that? Oh, how much do they get paid? So if, you, if the video gets a million views on X, we're going to pay you 5000 bucks. If it gets to 10 million views on X, that's $8,000 in total. So you can make some money. Uh, and this is a good program to save the country, save the world, expose the truth. Undercover works about access. That means getting in front of the subject. And that's what we're calling on you. So... Mark Meckler, are you there? I don't know if there's still a 15-second delay. I really want to get Mark's thoughts on the constitutionality issue. I don't know if Mark can hear me. Um, we'll get to him in a moment. Going back to the IRS tape, we're going to spend another 5, 10 minutes talking about this, and then we're going to go to lightning round, get your all thoughts, get your suggestions, get your comments on this, on this tape here. This is the White House official. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just call Mark. Uh, I cannot do that from this phone, but we're going to go ahead and get, get Mark's number and, and get him on the air. Okay, so going back to this, I'm going to go ahead and play this part about the White House executive order stuff just to get a little a little more feedback on the legality of what they're doing. It's an article describing how the IRS was deploying AI to target rich partnerships and tracking of digital assets. The Supreme Court has upheld in Paul Selle versus IRS the authority of the IRS to review bank records, in particular examine the bank records of people with late payments without notice, and even their family members. This power is triggered under IRS Section 7602, which provides the authority to interview the taxpayer, the principal officers, third parties, and lower-level employees. There's also the Bank Secrecy Act, which examines transactions to detect money laundering and tax evasion. The Biden White House issued an executive order, which included some federal limits on the use of artificial intelligence. Speaking of the Biden White House, Alex Maida points out that it's AI whether we want it or not. Okay. AI, whether we want it or not, um, after all crazy times, we're oh, trying to get a, quote, someone on the agency under the president. 
We're trying to get someone on to talk about the constitutionality of this. What's that? Yeah, told him we're calling. Uh, so I guess we'll just hold for Mark for one minute. I don't think he's there. Um, so we're going to have to go to somebody else in the interim. All right, feedback from the audience. Let's go to a couple callers early. Why don't we do that? Let's see who we have as a speaker. We got their hands up. You guys are going to have to give me your first names per usual because this person's name is Trash Discourse. I hope your discourse isn't trashy. I don't know why you guys just use your real names. Like, what is that all about? Where do you guys get these names? <laughs> What's your, why do you, okay, before you even start, why do you call yourself Trash Discourse? What's that about? It's the meme, right? It's the funny point is actually oh. having high level in conversation and uh, investigations and discourse, and it's supposed to be a play on the words itself. And is that it, your name, Aaron? Yeah, I'm Aaron. Do you mind if I call you Aaron instead of Trash? Of course, James. Of course. Okay, Aaron. <laughs> I, 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 what is with these people's names? It's my favorite. I love that. Go ahead. What, 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 tell me your reaction to this or any thoughts yeah. you have. Yeah, so first of all, I also live in Arizona, and so the work you did on that last story was fantastic. I have so many thoughts about that, but let's talk about this piece for a moment. And great job, Carly, by the way, and great job, team, on this. This is a massive story that needs to be talked about. I don't think a lot of people even remember the Tea Party days and what Lois Lerner did. But I do have a question specifically. Maybe maybe Carly or you, James, could answer this. I want to be clear on what I heard. So obviously, IRS is still under the Treasury, but the AI and the investigative and like the genesis of investigations that that is being used by this AI is generating is under the Department of Justice. Am I hearing that correct? That's what the man said in the video. He said that the Department of Justice and the Inspector General is currently quote controlling that 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 this AI thing. That's what he says. Yes. Yeah, and so that that is highly concerning to me, especially considering the politicization of that of of the DOJ lately that we've seen lately, and I, I do have serious concerns about this. And I just again, Carly, great job in the story. Uh, I am looking forward to the reaction on this, as well as I do kind of want to get some, uh, I guess, the constitutional legality. I know you're trying to get Mark on, but I think this is really important to note going forward, especially some people like myself who are on the conservative side and do a lot of investigating and exposing corrupt corrupt people and. Uh, different programs and bills that go through Congress that we won't be targeted directly. And that I have genuine, serious concerns about that. And so great story. And I'm, I'm really good. Yeah, if, if anybody has, is if anybody listening, thank you, Aaron, if anyone's listening has more information about the constitutionality of this, I, again, going back to Supreme court, Polselli versus IRS, um, the Supreme court has upheld the authority of IRS to do freewheeling review of bank records, but those are for people who are delinquent with their payments this guy's saying they can do it everywhere. Revenue Code Section 7602 gives the IRS examination authorities. This is very wonky, very in the weeds, but I'm fascinated by this. The Bank Secrecy Act says that it can do that with the IRS uh, to examine transactions to detect money laundering. The Biden White House issued an executive order on the use of artificial intelligence that includes some limits. They're trying to put guardrails on this. And the OMB has issued a draft memo, but we can't find a final version of the memo. So it appears as though the Department of Justice has total power to use AI. We are very fascinated by this. Let's, let's go to some other speakers early before we get to lightning round. Let's go to Dustin. Your hand is raised. Dustin Stockton, go ahead. What's up, James? Good to see you. And Carly, hell yeah. Like, uh, so, so grateful for you bringing this information forward. But to, to me, 
the, the danger here is in a surveillance state where our information is being collected, right? All, going all the way back to like the Snowden links and everything Assange has brought forward and the implementation of a social credit score and a central bank digital currency, having been debanked, having been raided by the special forces of the United States Postal Service, right? And having been involved with the lowest learner stuff with the Tea Party targeting of the Tea Party, right? Uh, again, at what point does our government feel like, like, do we accept that the government does not feel restrained by the Constitution and the boundaries in which we have laid out for them where their power cannot go? Because what I'm hearing from, Carly, from Carly's incredible investigation is that the government does not feel constrained by our Constitution. And we're seeing it with the further political, like we're watching them target their political opponents in ways that would have caused us to start regime change in previous decades, right? It, so, it, this, so Dustin, this, what is the solution? Is it just more Carly's exposing more guys saying things that they don't want the public to know they're doing? I, I think it's got to go further than that, right? We've we've got to start changing out. And I, I would point to what the Heritage Foundation is doing with, is it Project 2025? I sometimes get the acronyms mixed up. Um, but as, as far as like cleaning out the bureaucracy, right? Not just taking out the tops of it, but right, we actually need to get rid of the middle management and the senior management, the people who have been a part of like the corruption of our government. And it, it, it's got to go all the way down. It's not just enough to replace whoever the head is. And I, I think the Heritage Foundation is on top of it. And right, Trump 2024, baby, because like if we are able to implement that plan, I think it's got to go to these guys, like the guy who's on the video, right? We we need to get rid of more than just the person at the top. We have to start. Well, getting I mean, rid of I don't know if if the I don't know if. Well, thank you for that comment. Um, I don't know if that's going to occur, or if our government is in such a state of sclerosis where solutions are outside the legislative process, as Charlie Charles Murray has said so articulately in this his book. Thank you, Dustin. Let's go to um, let's go to Chris Hunter, the IP Hunter Army veteran. What are your thoughts, sir? Howdy, sir. How are you Good. doing? Thank you for letting me talk. I wanted to let you know that in my recent investigation, I found some Act Blue information that has changed uh, in the reporting for Republican candidates. What's your sure. information? Uh, Tell me in 30 seconds or I, less. Go ahead. 30 seconds. I sent it to your co-host, um, basically Sam Brown from Nevada. Uh, Republican running for office uh, had a bunch of Act Blue donations, 1,150 of them. 160 of them were from Nevada. The rest of them were from out of state, and they're now off the record. They're no longer there. We will follow. We got we got a couple of Act Blue follow ups for those of you who have you know the Act Blue was the all the money laundering that occurs. We believe it comes from Europe and China, gone through innocent people's. Um, accounts. We also have Nora, who has a law degree, Nora Cassette. She comes on a lot. She wants to talk about the Fourth Amendment, so we'll try to get her queued up. Uh, one or two more people, then I'll... What we're about to do is... I'm, I'm, I, I did confront this guy, this IRS official, everyone, in one of the most incredible confrontations that you've ever seen. And you've seen some big ones. You've seen some doozies. There was the Pfizer guy who assaulted me. Well, he actually assaulted my cameraman. Uh, Gavin at the time. There was the, remember the Twitter guy who ran down the street? Remember that one? 
He ran down the street. He called Elon Musk. He said Elon Musk was, quote, special needs. And, he, and these are his words. He said Elon Musk was autistic and special needs. And then I showed him the footage. He ran away. Remember that? Remember that? By the way, the Project Veritas people didn't like that. They thought, they, they thought it was bad journalism. My board said that I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't run after people with microphones. That's crazy. But that's what they said. So we're going to show you just a little, just a little piece of this, my confrontation with this IRS official. I will not release that today. That video is so amazing that that'll probably be released on Monday. We need to produce that. We got to put memes in there. We got to mix sound. We, we almost passed out. It was a whole adventure. We're going to put Chariots of Fire, the song. Dun, 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 dun. We're going to put that as the soundtrack to that video. We're going to show you 15 seconds of that in just one minute. Let me go to um, Investigative Earth Podcast. What is that hey, about? Hey, James. Go ahead. Hey, James. I'm Chad with Investigative Earth Podcast. Uh, hey, Chad. Work. Your first name. Go ahead. Great work. Um, I actually did want to bring up the Fourth Amendment briefly. I know you guys are going to talk Perfect. about it. But the Fourth Amendment should really um, cover this. I mean, you got voluntary disclosure, which is the only way they would be able to do it, or illegal summings um, or information sharing to where, you know, they were looking for financial crimes. So how is the Fourth Amendment not already protecting the citizens from exactly what this guy is saying? I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think the issue is, is that we're not able to uphold the Constitution we already have. And I think that's why we are seeing a crumbling of our system all across the board. So that's what yeah, I'm Yeah, just it, the, the system's completely shot everywhere. Everyone, well, that's the question. Does everyone know it? Is your name Chad? Yeah, I'm Chad. Yeah, does, does everyone know that the system is broken? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, we, we, we talk to people all over the United States, especially with our podcast. And, you know, there's a lot of people waking up nowadays, which is amazing, but there's still so many people asleep. And it's mostly because. Those people still heavily depend on mainstream media. Right. Which, why X is a good thing, but, you know, I don't know. We, we got well, a That's another there. existential rhetorical question, which is, well, maybe it's not rhetorical. Maybe it's a direct question. Does everyone know this? Because that's the, a lot of the people on the right actually say, well, everyone already knows that the IRS is corrupt. And I don't know that everyone does know that. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure that everyone knows that. I think that you guys are taking a lot of things for granted. You're... You're, you're, you're presuming something and saying that. But all right, guys, I'm going to get right back to you, and we're going to get right back to you very soon in five minutes. So everyone standing by to make a comment, I want to get to like 20, 25 people today. And I'm going to show a little snippet of this interaction here um, of me uh, confronting this guy at the cookie shop. We did it at a chocolate chip cookie shop. Why did we not do it in the restaurant? Because the owner of the restaurant was not a fan of mine. And I did not want to call, I did not want other police to come. I just wanted to deal with it. So I found a cookie shop down the street. We went to buy some chocolate chip cookies. We're going to get to that in just 60 seconds from now. Um, as I mentioned before, it takes a lot of money to do this, a lot of balls. I've gotten past my cold hope i thankfully did not get pneumonia i was very close to getting pneumonia because i just don't take any days off and i wanted to thank again the wellness company for being a great omg supporter for offering y'all a 15 percent discount on their medical emergency kit the vital emergency kit includes eight life-saving prescription medications including amoxicillin including ivermectin so antibiotics and ivermectin in case you need it 
You can already have that on hand. I put it in my briefcase with my laptops, my nuclear football, my hidden cameras. I bring it with me. Given recent historical events, it's not hard to imagine any number of scenarios where you might actually need to use that. So for preparedness and peace of mind, get your medical emergency kit by going to twc.health slash omg. That's twchealth slash omg and using code omg to save 15%. Support them. They support us. Now, the cookie shop. Check this out. Hey, uh, hey citizen journalist Carly, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right, we're just going to play a brief snippet of this guy getting his chocolate okay. chip cookies. I bought some chocolate chip cookies. I never got to even eat them, by the way, for reasons I shall not disclose. <laughs> but you'll see on Monday. <laughs> Check this out. You got the Scarface music here. Um, I'm confronting Alex. I ask him if he's with the IRS. I ask, is this you? Is this you on the camera? Is this your face? It's not you. He says, no, it's not me. He says, it's not me. Now, what happens next? Is the subject will be the, will be no? I'm not asking you. I you know what happens next. I do not want you to, <laughs> Sorry, to spill that secret just quite yet. But what happens next? You can't make this stuff up. If you brought this stuff to a Hollywood film studio, people would laugh at you. But there's like this whole 15 minute saga that is so interesting uh, to behold. And we're not going to play that, but you know. Carly, without telling the people what happens next, because you were there. Right. Uh, could you just, without telling them, could you tell them without telling them, just give people a tease of what happened there. <laughs> oh, a tease of it. Um, I mean, you confronted him, caught him off guard, <laughs> um, and, and it was an intense conf confrontation. It was intense. <laughs> yeah. It was intense. Comically intense, though. Comically intense. Yes. Very funny, very wild. Um, this is the accountability that we seek. Well, thank you, uh, Carly. Stay with us. It's, I will. It's, uh, it is currently 5.34 p.m. Eastern Time. You're on the inside with James O'Keefe. We have gone over the IRS undercover investigation, destroying lives, he says calling their AI work unconstitutional and saying that they just they go after the small people, the innocent people, and they put them in prison. You're listening to James O'Keefe, lightning round, going to the audience. We got a lot of people very fired up over this issue. And I want to ask two large existential questions. Number one, um, do people already know this? Does this surprise you? And number two, in no particular order, at what point does it cross the threshold where people are themselves evil working for evil organizations? What organizations are good anymore? How do we define goodness in this era of 2024 when it seemingly everything is systemically corrupt? I don't know the answers to these questions, but I'm hoping that we could go to a lightning round and get your color commentary. No call screener, totally organic, no process, no bureaucracy. Just hearing from you directly. Let's go to J. Marie Thesis Pod. You're the host of the Thesis. What do you think? 
Uh, well, I'll tell you what uh, Socrates thinks. Uh, Socrates said in the Republic that the tyrant prefers the foreigner over his citizens. And I will add to that, that's because the, the, the foreigner isn't connected in any way to our modes and methods. They don't respect our laws, and you know, because they're not connected to them. So, uh, Socrates continues to say, is that they will, they will support the tyrant as long as they get their share of the honey. But once the honey stops being provided, they will turn against the tyrant, meaning they will turn against their host nation. So, hmm. we need to be ready, folks. Sounds like someone has to take away their honey. And I don't think that's happening anytime soon. It seems like the honey is nonstop. Thank you for that. That's a very fascinating uh, paraphrased quote from Socrates. Let's go to the Punisher. What do you think? Hey, James. Um, I'm one of those uh, people, those smaller people that's been affected. Can I give you a brief rundown of what I experienced with the IRS? Uh, it has to be 30 seconds or less. Can you do it in 30 seconds? Yes, sir. Uh, all right, the first letter I got is the IRS sent me a letter that I owed something from 2017. Didn't give me no explanations that I owed thirty or $5,400 within two weeks. All right, I paid that off. After that, I got letter after letter after letter. At Of this point, I'm at 26 letters saying that I owe $17,500 by a certain date or they're going to take my property. And I've never gotten any letter in any way, shape, or form from the IRS. Well, thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are 190,000 stories like yours. And, the, uh, and my response to that is, what about the Tucson Church of Arizona, the Uni Universalist Unitarian Church, giving $400,000 in tax-deductible charitable money to a group where there's video of Mexican men with guns, human trafficking? Where are the IRS letters, is the question. Why isn't the IRS pursuing that? Why aren't they investigating that? There's nothing, there has to be equality before the law in this country. What can be done about this? Well, what can be done is to expose it. That's, that's the solution, is exposure. Let's go to, Ma, uh, Ma, we were just the Punisher. Is Madam, Madam Punisher, are you the wife of the Punisher? The girlfriend of the Punisher? Or is that just a total coincidence? Madam I, Punisher. I, I, I am the little sister, and I'm Lizzie, since you are like you her name. Are literally his sister? No, no. Okay. He he um, helped me in a time of great need, and okay. I've looked at him as my brother ever since. What's your first name? Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. What do you think? Um. Well, okay. First of all, you brought up earlier, or it was brought up earlier, and I think it was Carrie Lake, about the um, churches and the illegals sending tax money and donations. Um, I want to say that 17th SOG, who's down below, um, has actually been researching this, and we've found over 300 NGOs tied to religious organizations who's been doing this all over the U.S., and we're talking billions. And it's not just donations from people. It is federal government money. Right now, they have more money being spent on them than the DOD. Crazy times, crazy times. Thank you for your comment. Um Let's go to LeBron. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Go ahead. Oh, and by the way, if the sister, if the sister Punisher could send us that information, we'd like to see it. My colleagues uh, want wants us. To, please send that to us. Go ahead, sir. 
All right. We're next. Uh, how about Patriot Storm? Space host Freedom76. You're live. Go ahead. Yeah, how you doing, James? Uh, nice, nice hearing from you, man. Um, I, I was in and out because I was at work, but I'll keep it brief. Um, I did want to answer one of your questions. Um, I think there's a, a little corruption in every organization. That's what we're seeing unfold right now. Um, I think maybe the punisher already mentioned, but the IRS themselves are unconstitutional. And there is no statute or ordinance uh, that you can point at that actually say that they have any authority over us as people. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. You're an inspiration. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you. There, there is a little corruption in every organization, and it seems as though the loyalties to the entity from the citizens, there's, there's no more loyalty within any company. But as uh, the Socrates uh, mentioned about honey, as long as the honey is there, you'll never betray the tyrant. It's really about money. It's all about money. As I get older in my life, I realize that it really truly is about money. It's just all about the money. And, and uh, that's just the way human beings are. They care about money. They'll do anything for money, and money makes people do things they don't want to do, a.k.a. the honey that you get from your tyrant. Um, and I hope that we can just create a tiny group of people who are not wired that way. Oh, my family. I have, a, I have a mortgage. I have a family. Well, hopefully your child will forgive you for selling out your soul just for money. Let's go to um, Lala. Where do you get these names? <laughs> it's Lala, actually... Lala, Lala, Lula, the president of Lala. <laughs> That's not the most credible title. World oh, Peace Ambassador? Yes. <laughs> no, Tell anyways. You, you have 30 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, anyways, this is why I think it is absolutely vital to train AI to actually be more of a guard dog against this kind of extortion because it's straight up extortion. These people are parasites who they're like vultures. They're they're raping the entire countryside basically. So, yeah, we need to train AI to be a guard dog. That's what I wanted to say. AI to be a guard dog. Thank you for the comment. Let's go to Riley Flat. Go ahead, sir. You're live. Hey, James, God bless you. I appreciate you uh, so much. I, uh, as we hear all these different comments, I, I tend to um, want to zoom out and slow down. So if I see a problem, I want to I slow down and diagnose, right? And I started the fundamentals. Is the thing plugged in, right? So when I want to look back at the fundamentals, I found something that, that um, is called a maxima of law. And if you go to my pinned profile uh, or pinned tweet, you'll see it. But it's something that people have hidden from us, uh, lawyers in particular, said Jesus. So please, I, um, I appreciate your time. Keep pushing. God bless you. And please, somebody explain why a lawyer on either side, good or bad, has told you anything about what a maxim of law is. God bless you. God bless lawyers. That's a whole other topic. We should do a whole show on lawyers. I have a lot of things I never released about lawyers. It's a racket. They win when we lose. The, Both sides yeah. win even when one side loses. That's for yeah. sure. Let's go to CV. Much love. Hashtag much love. Signal Holy Spirit quantum entanglement. You guys have some really strange names. Go ahead. Thank you, James. I, I appreciate it. one profile of someone's actual name. Go ahead. You got 30 seconds. Hey, my, mine's my name, James. Okay, thank you. Oh, 
I stand corrected. Riley is your first name. Riley is your last name. Flack. You better believe it. I, I like, put my name on it. Very good. Riley Flack. That was the only real name. Yes, Back sir. to you. CV, go ahead. Okay, thank you. CV, is, uh, those are my initials. Okay, I'm a proponent of mass tax exit. Uh, I was in the Tea Party uh, situation a long time ago also. And I think that if, if we would have gone, and if we did it now, mass tax exit, we could break our own government and make them toe the line. And we can do that legally. My family's in a an entrepreneurial family. We don't pay taxes until we absolutely have to. And we never pay early because the government then knows what we have. God bless you. Let's go to Mrs. Doubt Pfizer. <laughs> that one elicited audible laughter in the production room. Where do you get these names? Well, I got right, this remember that, remember that movie Batman son. where Jack Nicholson says, where does he get these toys? Mrs. Doubt Pfizer, I have to give it to you. That's very creative. Go ahead. Thank you. You can, uh, I'll let my son know. That's what he calls me. That's what your son, why does your son call you Mrs. Doubt? Oh, because you doubt the pharmaceutical. I get it. Go ahead. Yeah, that's why. So, um, my question is why, I mean, we pay all, we pay companies to monitor, our identity and our credit and all this. So what gives the IRS the right to go around that and get information that anyone else would be in trouble for getting? Interesting question. Interesting question. It's a, it comes down to accountability. How do you hold anybody accountable for anything these days? Uh, it's kind of like the HIPAA laws. The HIPAA laws. Well, there needs to be more IRS officials on tape. There needs to be more Carly's. Hey, Carly, what's your answer to that question if you're still there? No, Carly may, may have stepped away from her phone. Oh, there she is. I'm Go here. Ahead. What was your question? Uh, repeat the question, Mrs. Doubt Pfizer. Sure. I asked, or I said, you know, we pay a lot of money to companies to guard our privacy and to keep certain information private, like our identity and things like that. And what gives the IRS the right to use an AI program to circumvent those and gather information that should be private? I don't think it is legal, nor do they have the right to do it. And, um, Alex admits as much in the footage that it is unconstitutional, it's not legal, but the federal government is going to do whatever they want to do. Thank because you. there's no accountability. There's no, there's no one gets fired. He says it's impossible to fire. These are his words. You can't fire a federal employee. There's, there's nothing you can do to fire them. Nothing. I think the only, my answer, Ms. Doubtfire, is the only accountability is sunlight. It's the only thing left. There's nothing left but that. And, and they actually fear that more than you could possibly imagine. For reasons you will see in the follow-up to this video when you watch the 15-minute saga that ensues when I confront him for comment. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. That video will get many more views than the video of him saying all the corrupt things. Let's go to Dave... Cecile, who is a dad, gamer, doggo, and lover of God. 
What do you think about the IRS and all of this stuff? Yes, hello. I am um, a combat veteran, and I fought in, um, in Iraq. Um, and um, what I see is the government attempting to take over um, any, by any means necessary, which I do not find surprising given what our founding fathers said in the U.S. Constitution, which is um, basically um, that the government is a necessary evil. And so we should be careful after fighting in war, um, and history is our teacher. Um, yeah, a question for you as a, as a veteran. Um, one of the things this guy says in the video, at the end of the video, this IRS official says that, you know, many of these IRS officials, he says, most of the people, I'm quoting him, most people in the criminal investigations unit, they are veterans. And he talks about how, um, uh, quote, uh, when I went into the army, it's like you're in the army. Yeah, most people in the criminal investigation unit are veterans. Um, when I went to the criminal investigations unit, the guy is telling me the first person you shoot, you're going to remember. But after that, you're going to shoot. He's talking about the IRS now. Yes, that's correct. So what's happening there is what the government or certain people in the government are doing is they're picking and choosing who they want um, to lead in certain sections because, unfortunately, what in my opinion, my observ observation, um, they're conducting, unfortunately, some sort of operation against us as people, which, as I said, again, I'm not necessarily surprised because our forefathers warned us about such things. Why is it that the people in the military are willing to go overseas and they know the risks and they put their life on the line, but why is it that people domestically are... Or it's almost like you know, people look at like at people like Carly and and people like Nick Shirley as like three-eyed monsters. Like it's inconceivable and unfathomable that journalists would go do this thing. And you're someone who served in Iraq. What what what, what, what just what is that about? Yeah, uh, because um, there was a book called The Heart of Darkness. Mm -hmm. And in The Heart of Darkness, it talks about people in general, uh, and some people. And, and I watched this happen in in a war. Um, people come in and they have this this bubbly almost outlook. When I say bubbly, I mean happy um, about what something should be. And then I watched as they uh, degrade into this this horror, so to speak. And and unfortunately, sometimes that's uh, people sometimes degrade. And and this is where I am a Christian and I believe in God. And no one is perfect. I don't believe any. Any, um, this is why, let me fast forward here a little bit. A checks and balances is very important, right? Because no system is perfect. And, uh, but a lot of people um, uh, think that, uh, um, um, that our system should be perfect. Um, I don't know if anybody's catching on to what I'm trying to say, but thank you for letting well, me Well, thank you for your comments. We're going to go to a few more people. Let's go to John Laville. You've got 30 seconds on the inside with James O'Keefe responding to the IRS, quote, destroying lives and the AI software they use that is, quote, unconstitutional, according to this guy at the IRS. Your thoughts, comments, and questions. Hi, yeah. So um, I, as a certified paralegal, um, I, I think it's pretty clearly unconstitutional what they're doing here. 
the data collection, that's private information that they're collecting and storing and then sorting with the AI. It's, uh, we're required to submit taxes once a year. We're not required to feed them information throughout the year. And they should be required to get a warrant if they want to sift through our information like that. I think that's pretty, you know, fairly obvious. And I love what you guys are doing. I hope you keep doing it. And uh, I hope way more people do it. Uh, I'd love to do it at some point. And I think the best thing that we can do, aside from what you're doing, is getting physically near other people who also want to live free and supporting those communities, building those communities, making sure that we don't let that ideology take over our physical space. Because when it does, then we have very few options. Well, I think that's smart. I think the, um, the part about getting, surrounding yourself with good people who are fearless is the most important thing you just said. Because there's a lot of people that want to, I guess, participate in this or be, you know, I guess we probably, I've probably got 100,000 people that have wanted to volunteer with me. And then I have to take those people and put them through some type of sifting process. And I think what we're looking for is obviously fear. You have to have zero fear. I mean, if you have fear, the problem with fear is that my experience is that if you are afraid, that'll be leveraged against you um, somehow. Let me give you an example. We were in the desert two weeks ago, and some guy was afraid, and he left my undercover guy stranded there, which put my life at risk and put the lives of the people with me at risk. So, you're, so that I'm not going to, that person's name is irrelevant. It's the, it's the concept of fear. Your fear is the thing that's going to get people killed. I just want to let that marinate for a minute. It's actually very counterintuitive. You think, oh, fear is a healthy thing. No, fear is a dangerous thing that's going to hurt you, hurt the country, and doom everybody. So the first thing we look for in people that we surround ourselves with now is fearlessness. The second thing I look for, which is a character issue, is are you for sale? What's your price? How many of you have no price? And let me put it to you this way. If I offered you a $25 million bribe and nobody would know that you're going to take the bribe, how many of people would take the bribe? What's the over-under? Is it 90%, 99%, 99 99.99%? You know, I was at Project Veritas. I sat in there in the room. I thought, how many of these staffers are going to take a bribe? I don't know that anybody took a bribe. The point is, if I'm employing you or I'm working with you, what is your price? And if your price is not your life, then my question is, what is your price? If your price is not your life, then what is your price? Is it... $30,000? Is it, you know, $100 million? I mean, there has to be a price, and everyone has a price. Well, not everyone has a price. That's where you're wrong. Some people have no price. So if you're fearless and you have no price, and then the third thing we look for is quite practical. Hey, can you set up a dating profile with some pictures on it? But a lot of people get set up dating profiles with pictures on it. Can you go undercover, wear, wear a camera? So you make a big, big Venn diagram. You're fearless, you have no price, you can operate machinery, aka equipment, and you're pretty creative. And you have to have integrity. So if I put all those 100,000 people in a computer system and I do create some algorithm, maybe some forensic psychologist can do this for us if you're listening. It might spit out like 
26 people. <laughs> there are not many people. But hey, I don't need a thousand people. I'll take a few good men. I'll take 26 people. I'll take 26 people that meet those requirements over a thousand people that are mediocre. That's the truth. It's a difficult truth. You guys don't want to hear it because I am willing to bet you that most of you have a price. I'm sorry to say it. It's human nature. It's what I've found. We got another five, ten minutes. Uh, I'm going to go to a few more callers. I had to give you my thoughts because I thought you really touched on a great point. Let's go to Donald McFarlane running for New Hampshire state rep from the free, live free or die state. Sir, you've got 30 seconds. Go ahead. Thank you, James. Uh, and uh, uh, thank you for everything that, that you and the team are doing. Uh, I, I came on for a couple of reasons. First off, you know, you've touched on some points that I just think it's important to, to, to come back on, you know, the fearlessness thing. Uh, we, we've seen people just in the last day or two commenting on, on Twitter about how Engron's decision with Trump compares to Soviet Russia. And I think in, in some cases, in some ways, it's, it's worse because if you were in Soviet Russia, you knew what to expect. And we are seeing in this society, we had a high trust society, we had the assurance of the rule of law, and it's rapidly turning into a low-trust society with no such assurance. Uh, and, and you talked about crony corporatism. I mean, we've got corporate executives who've been, I think in many cases, without full sincerity, uh, pushing a woke liberal message uh, and appealing to that part of their consumer base. And, and I think centrists and conservatives have been able to overlook that uh, instead of boycotting the companies and boycotting the products. And I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing some of those monopolies lose market share and, and have companies which respect our values and, and, and meet our values. So that, that, that was a, a kind of a, a feedback on some of the things you've been bringing up in the last few minutes. But the reason I, I wanted to come on is as far as this IRS stuff, you know, the, certainly the, the, the sweepingly broad sort of AI-based stuff that you were talking about is, is scary as hell, enormously disturbing and, you know, we've seen things about uh, people uh, doing work under the guise of, of anti-money laundering to look for gun store transactions. We've heard about, you know, possible central bank digital currency. All of these techniques, even if you don't think that they're evil and scary inherently, think about what happens when those techniques are tied in behind the scenes to this kind of activity uh, with, with uh, folks like the IRS. Um, question for you, James, the video you published, it touched on the, the focus they had on NFL team owners. And uh, I had to jump in Nadia's space. Uh, so maybe I missed okay, it. But did you guys dive in? Go on ahead. That? Yeah, I, I didn't have a chance to do a deep dive, but uh, if you're just tuning in, this IRS official here today is saying, I'm going to play this clip for you because you brought it up and many of the people listening have not heard it yet. The IRS deciding just this is this man, Alex Mina, does not know he's secretly recorded, talking about his decision to go after the owners of the NFL teams. The IRS going after the owners of the NFL teams. He goes on to say that he's doing that because they have a lot of money. So that's strange. I, I guess it kind of makes a, a, a weird sense that they're going after rich people just in general. But um, um, Donald, your your thoughts on that? 
Oh, well, I, I mean, certainly it's troubling even if they were just going after rich people arbitrarily. But it's also notable that the vast majority of NFL team owners who have declared a political position or donated to a political organization are Republican and in many cases are Trump supporters. Uh, so, I Including, I think, the Hunt family, the Kansas City Chiefs, even though people say that Taylor Swift and the Travis guy or Pfizer, but the actual family that owns the team, I believe, are more conservative. I think they, they are and donate to Republican causes. Well, Donald, thanks for your time. Good, great, great job. I'm going to go to Joshua Reynoso. We're going to go another 10 minutes because we're 10 minutes late and I'm having a good time talking to you guys. Joshua, your thoughts. Go ahead. Thanks, James. And uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for being here and being active. This is very important to me. You all hear me, right? Yes, you're live. Okay, great, great. My, I, just have a I just have a comment and a question. And my comment is, you know, early on, you, you, mentioned, you, you compared going up against the IRS versus going up against the cartel. And I just wanted to point out that going up against the IRS, you know, going undercover like that, that was very brave. And kudos to you. Even the Joker doesn't mess with the IRS. Remember that. And my question my question is, I want to, I wonder if anybody can find this out for us. I'm willing to bet that this new AI apparatus I'm just learning about. With the IRS is probably. Hey Josh, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, can you say that last sentence again? I'm, I said, I'm willing to bet that this new AI system operates the way the NSA system does, where it picks up information. Well, Josh, you're breaking up, so let me just say, uh, the, the comment was, does it operate the way the NSA system does? Um, it very well could. You know, it's, it's, he said it's invasive. He said it's unconstitutional. So definitely uh, remnants of the Ed Snowden story regarding the NSA, the Fourth Amendment. Um, really, I wouldn't say it's shocking. I think it's not surprising, but it's great to confirm the suspicions. Uh, let's go to Stinging Metal. When I grow up, I want to be Vladimir Putin, okay? Hey. Singing metal. What's your first name? And you got 30 seconds. Go ahead. My first name is Dan, and I just want to expand on citizen journalism. I think the next phase is lo parallel local governance and citizen community policing, but not in the capacity of police officers, more in the capacity of neutral observers and regarding the parallel local governance, not in opposition to, but in support of. Kind of like a, a mirror. I, that's what I wanted to add. That could be a topic of a two-hour conversation. I like where you're headed. Let's go to Ranger Doc. You're live. Go ahead. 30 seconds. Hey, James. Fantastic work, and uh, kudos to the young lady that... Uh, pulled this off that was great work but um my concern is is the video down in tucson and what you just recently talked about as far as the whoever the guy was that was doing your security when i watched that video said that he was either apprehensive or scared to go in and get the guy uh we've talked before uh email uh, offered my services to you i can assure you that would have not not have happened if uh i would have been there for that and also, I was going to ask you and Carly a question. I've been researching hidden cameras, and I've spent a couple thousand dollars in the last uh, week since I got that email replying <clears throat> from you on uh, researching some of the equipment 
and stuff that I could possibly use, disguises and different things. So um, you sent me back an email saying that you were interested. Uh, I gave you my uh, DD-214 and all my information. Feel free to contact me. I'm heading out to Colorado in a month anyway. I can make it out west to Arizona or wherever you're at, wherever you all need right. me. And, uh, you know, you will not. And, and, uh, tell the, and all the people listening are worried about me being infiltrated by somebody. Uh, that's obviously the, the first thing on everyone's mind when they hear, Absolutely. you know, someone tells yourself, um, you know, offer, be, be so generous with your time and your resources and your willingness to assist. How would you assure the, my, the people that, that love and support OMG that you're not an infiltrated trying to hurt me? Well, there are multiple different ways. I mean, the, like a lot of the tools that you see some private eyes use that, that can do, or there's civilian proprietary programs that you can do a, a basic background check on people. So they're doing that, checking out associates, doing social media uh, profiling, looking at their background and, and history and stuff like that. <clears throat> but, you know, vetting people the same way we vet people with uh, coming into the military, people getting TSSEI clearances, all of those things. And uh, then, then again, it takes a lot of experience. Someone who's experienced in executive protection, bodyguard work, uh, we got we a feel for those kinds of things. We're, we're trained and taught to look for those kinds of things. So um, I can guarantee you that I will reduce your cost. You will not have to pay me. That will be my contribution to the cause. And uh, you will have the best security and a special operations medic and all the all the tools and, and uh, equipment I bring along with me. So, Thank you, Ranger Doc. Send me an email to James at, uh, James at O'Keefe Media. That's James at O'Keefe Media Group dot com. Again, with, with how you can help. It's always an issue, isn't it, to, you know, everyone wants to help. And I appreciate that so much. It's very humbling. It's, it's a big responsibility because a lot of you reach out to us and, and, and want a response. It's difficult for us. Um, and sometimes you don't really know someone until you work with them. You just, you just, there's just no way I, I, to ascertain, you know, and, and that's, but thank you, sir. I've got your, your gotcha. offer and I really appreciate that. All right, man. We'll be in touch. Thanks. God bless. Uh, it's very difficult to know until you work with somebody. Uh, oftentimes, um, there are a lot of brave people, a lot of, it's really inspiring to see so many people want to do something. And as I said in the last show, rather than say, James O'Keefe, how can I help you? What I would rather you say is, here's how I intend. What here's what I intend to do, and then, and then I ask, I ask you how I can help you. Not you ask me how you can help me, because there's really not much I can do with hundred thousand people asking me, you know, how they can help me. It doesn't do anything. Take the initiative, go in the field, go do the thing, and let me assist you guys. A um, couple more minutes. Um, did I get that right, or is there a better way of wording that? I think that's what we want. We want people to go do the thing, and we can help you. We can provide you guidance, support, direction. We have Citizen Journalism Foundation, a new 501c3. For those of you who are donors and they want a tax deduction, we're working with Charlie Kirk on that. He's our fiscal sponsor. While the IRS is ironic, the IRS approves our paperwork. <laughs> we do have a 501c3 while the IRS approves our paperwork. I think the IRS people are more afraid of O'Keefe et al. than O'Keefe et al. are afraid of the IRS. I've got nothing to be afraid of because we don't break the law, we do nothing wrong. And if they make stuff up inside the IRS about us, we'll have whistleblowers galore. We'll have insiders leaking, leaking like the Iraqi Navy to James O'Keefe on signal. 
the number of our signal is on our bio there. If you don't know the phone number, it is 914-315-9415. That's signal 914-315-9415. I check them myself. I spend two hours a day responding to my signal messages. You are talking to James O'Keefe directly, and there's nothing they can do about it. We got two more minutes. Let's go to... Let's go to um, Adam Adam Karabachi. You're live on the inside with James O'Keefe. Go ahead. Let's go to, let's see, I want, I want one or two more. Oh, we're going to call the guy for comment. Let's call the IRS official. You got, a, you got the phone? Uh, let's go ahead and call it. We're going to call this guy for comment live on the air. I, you know, it's highly unlikely he answers the phone, but I'm going to double call. Here we go. This is the IRS official, Alex Mena. Call, we already we already asked for comment. We're just doing it via phone. Let's see if he answers. This is Alex Mena, criminal investigations unit, IRS. Call this guy for comment. Put some Jeopardy music on. Jeopardy theme music. Your call has been forwarded to an so automated voice message. When you get the voicemail, two zero. What I one, do two. is I call again. Double call. That's what you do. Here we go. Alex, Alex, this is, hey, Alex, are you there? Alex, Alex, you're live on the air with everyone. Can you, oh, you just hung up the phone. Oh, man. Alex Mena, criminal investigations unit, answered the phone call. Let me call a third time. going to go to voicemail. Maybe it won't go to voicemail. All right. He answered the phone. I'm surprised he answered the phone. Okay. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Um, we may put out this video tomorrow. I don't know. I feel like it's just Monday. I don't know. What do you think? Monday? Thinking Monday? Monday? It's a Monday deal. So, that's the IRS story. We'll have breaking news and updates for you on our social media. Thank you for tuning in to On the Inside with James O'Keefe every Wednesday, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock Eastern Time. We do the spaces, the live stream, break the news story. We got another official in the federal government next week. You won't even believe it if I were to tell you. And um, American Swiper O'Keefe Media Group.com backslash Swiper signing off. This is James O'Keefe. Stay tuned.